morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, how's it going? I'm pretty good, Kate. How are you? I'm pretty good. I burnt my thumb, but we're all G. You didn't burn it today, though. No, I burned it yesterday. I take no fault in this. There's a delightful little blister forming now. Sure. And I have to bake a cake tomorrow, so I'm like, oh, let's take it away from all the hot things. What are you baking a cake for, Kate? I'm making my cake because eh, back in 1969, a delightful little shop known by The Gap opened. Oh. And they're celebrating 50 years this year. And so I have been enlisted. Enlisted? No. Enlisted. There we go. By my manager to bake a cake for Gap. How exciting. So that's I'm going to bake a denim cake. Oh, that's cute. It's going to be cute. I'm excited. I'm, it shouldn't be too difficult. I looked up a video on YouTube. Oh. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it done. I've bought icing. I've bought food coloring. You're good to go. All I have to actually buy is the stuff for the cake, but that's literally the easiest bit. <laughs> Very true. But Very otherwise, true. yeah, apart from my burnt thumb, we're all G. How about you? I'm pretty good. I'm true. We're having like some health issues this week. I'm having some real bad back pain, so I'm propped up by that 17 cushions. We're f- literally falling apart here. <laughs> but we will persevere. <laughs> just for the pod, guys. Just for the pod. Just for you guys, because we, we love you so much. We're actually wearing ears this week. We are wearing ears. And I think it might become a regular thing. To wear these ears? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they might have to both stay in your room because I'm not bringing them up every week. Yeah, I'll squirrel them away <laughs> so my niece doesn't rob them. Mine? <laughs> my ears? My wear these? <laughs> Just before we go on to the news, we have a little bit of admin. We never have admin. Oh, no, we don't. That's but right. maybe admin's the wrong term. We have a little bit of an update. Yeah, an update. Yeah. So if you guys remember back to our April-May trip where we stayed in the Newport Bay Club and we had had a terrible time. So many issues (laughs) with the Newport Bay Club between our room being left open by housekeeping and like dirty pillowcases and dirty cleaning rags being left on my room and on my bed and just rude cast members and it was just... It was a time that we didn't enjoy. No, it was not a good experience, especially with... It was the first time either of us had ever stayed in a Disney deluxe hotel. Yeah. So to have a worse experience than we've ever had in Santa Fe and Shea, and it was rather disappointing. So we emailed DLP probably about two weeks ago. Yeah, because as far as we were aware, they were going to contact us, but that never happened. So we took matters into our own hands. Yeah, we left that a while in all fairness. We did. But we didn't... We didn't have any more time to wait. Yeah. So we emailed DLP, listed out all of the issues that we've had, that we'd had, and that the, I suppose, their way of fixing it on site wasn't really ideal. They gave us these really quite, like, just like little tacky, kitschy Disneyland frames. It was 11 o'clock on our last night and they brought us up a flower arrangement from the lobby, it looked yeah, like, it, and robes. It just, it was... It wasn't right what they did, pretty much. It was yeah. it was an unsatisfactory response to our complaint. Because it was unsatisfactory. Like, yeah. you can have complaints resolved in the wrong way, and that was it. Exactly. So, we sent all this out, and then last week we heard back from Disneyland Paris, and they apologised profusely, and agreed that that is not the type of service that they ever want their guests to have. And they offered us two premium meal vouchers. 
which we were pretty G with. We were like, okay, two premium meals. They're like between 70 and 90 euro, depending on where you go. Yeah, it can be used literally anywhere. It can be used in Auberge de Cedrillon. It can be used in California Grill, Inventions, the Buffalo Bills Wild West show. It can be literally used anywhere. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about that. As you guys know, though, like our next trip, we're going with both of our boyfriends and friends. And the trip after that, we're also going with Kate's sister. But the two of us do also plan to go separately with our boyfriends for our anniversary within the next couple of months. So we emailed to San Paris just to check, could the vouchers be used separately? Did we have to use them together? What was the kind of story with that? And I mentioned that because both of the next trips that we were going on, we were going with our partners. So we would want to be able to use them separately. And much to, I think, both our shock. Disneyland Paris came back and we're like, yes, the vouchers can be used separately, but as a further gesture of goodwill, we'd like to offer you both two premium meal vouchers each so that you can use them with your partners. Which, honestly, I was unbelievably surprised with, not going to lie. Absolutely. Because, I mean, when you take into into account that, depending on where you're going, obviously, but generally it's about 70, 75 euro monetary value for a lot of the meals that you can use it on. So they've basically given us 150 euro each. Yeah, which if you add it is 300 quid. Which is half of what that room cost us. Yeah, so it's actually pretty fine. Yeah. I, like, I'm pretty happy with how they've resolved it. Yeah, me too. Um, because, yeah, I just... I was kind of speechless when I first saw the fact that they were actually going to give us something. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then... Because we did... I was like, we aren't going on a trip with just the two of us mm. at all. We don't have one planned. So I was like, oh, this is going to be such... Like, how are we going to figure this out? Because that's just really annoying. But the fact that they ended up giving us four was great. Because now, especially because both of our upcoming trips are going to be anniversary trips. Yeah. It means that we can have, like, a nice meal that doesn't break our bank. Exactly. When we come home, which I'm super excited about. Exactly. So thanks so much to DLP. Absolutely. For actually resolving the issue in a great way. Yeah, absolutely. And even as we mentioned before, we have both worked for Disney in the Disney store. And that's the kind of resolution that you would generally see guest relations give guests that weren't happy with a product or service or something yeah. like that. It would some, usually You'd be something along those lines. Response. Yeah. And it's not something that you we had seen people say that they'd received from Disneyland Paris with regards to issues. So yeah, it's quite nice. It means that we can both have kind of special meals which is quite nice. I think me and Brefney are going to go to Waltz. I really, I'm so desperate to go to Waltz. Mm-hmm. The only thing is they don't do dinner. They only do lunch. Yeah, you're going to have to get like a really late lunch. Yeah. I need to do some more research into times. But I'm going to go to Waltz. I'm going to sit over Main Street if it kills me. And I'm going to get a mint julep and it's going to be great. Yeah, very cute. I told Ed that we needed to decide because we have to book 60 days in advance. And he said, ah, six days. He was like, no problems. And I said, no, <laughs> six tea. And he <laughs> recoiled in her. Oh, he was like, dear. six tea days. He was like, how are we supposed to know where we want to eat within 60 days? And I was like... The power of research. I was like, yeah, I was like, we're going to watch a lot of things and we're going to read a lot of menus. <laughs> where is your gut telling you that you would like to go? Um... See, part of me is like, I'd love to go to Inventions again. Okay. Because that was great. And the food variety was really good. Okay. And I feel like from a value for money sort of thing, 
we'd get a lot out of it because okay. it's a buffet. Yeah. But then I'd also quite like to go to Waltz. I don't really have much interest. See, I like the idea of the Ratatouille restaurant, but I yeah. just don't think there's much in it I want to eat. Okay. So I feel like I'd rather go somewhere that has lots of food that I actually would quite like to eat. Or maybe California Grill because I don't think that's somewhere I'm ever going to spend money to go. Yeah. So I'm like, it's still in the Disneyland Hotel, which is still really nice, but also it's not characters if it's going to be like a nice meal. So maybe there either. I actually haven't looked at any of the menus yet. Yeah. But maybe California Grill because it's something stupidly expensive that I probably I will never eat there myself yeah so this is a good opportunity to maybe just try it yeah I did look at the California Grill and I would really like to eat there however the only vegetarian main they have is roasted celeriac and I don't like celeriac that's a weird vegetarian option to only have I really dislike celeriac so I'm like "Mm, no yeah neither me or Ed is a vegetarian so yeah it's not you're not quite so restricted but um, no, I like I gave Brittany all of the options for like the more expensive places because obviously you want to get the most value out of it. You can yeah. use it literally anywhere, but may as well go somewhere that you wouldn't necessarily pay for. Um, and we did look at interventions. I don't know if I want to spend it on a character meal. That was just kind of my own yeah, personal no, preference. Right, yeah, yeah. And I feel like waltz, especially given that you can only really do lunch, I feel like it's not something that I would necessarily be willing to part 70 odd euro for lunch yeah I think it's something where you have to think of like what would I never spend money on exactly like where in Disneyland would I go I'll never spend money on that like we'd probably go back to inventions yeah but I don't think I'd ever go to California Grill yeah I don't think I'd ever wonder if you can get California Grill during the fireworks <sighs> yeah I don't know do you think that would cover it because the Christmas decorations would be as well so you'd see the Christmas tree oh yeah Maybe we'll go to California, girl. If you laid it on <laughs> real thick, like, it's our anniversary. Because that's what I plan to do. Yeah. Like, it's our anniversary. I want to sit beside Main Street. Hi, hello. Can you help? <laughs> because Please. I would really like to do that. So, yeah. that's That was the end of our resolution with DLP and Guestcom. Yeah. So, thanks again, DLP. Yay! I suppose we better get on with the news. So, first up first, the other day was PhotoPass Day in Disneyland Paris. It was. I say first up first, we've not got much to say. Yeah, lads. (laughs) I mean, we have it listed in here. D23 is next, is this coming weekend. So, we have really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, everything's being held off, obviously, for D23. But, you know what? We got some things for you, so... Listen on up. So, PhotoPass Day was in DLP. There was multiple characters out. There was. Not many overly they excitable great ones. characters. There was your one from Tarzan. Turk. That, that's the one. I was like, monkey boy. <laughs> in Turk, a girl. She, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> monkey boy. Yeah, I've seen Tarzan maybe half once. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I've seen it half once. Yeah, I was going to say once and a half, but I don't think that's right either. Turk was out, then... Ariel and Eric, who were out half the time anyways. Yeah, do you know what? I think none of these stick out in my mind because none of them were overly special. Right? Am I I right in saying that none of them were really special? One of them that was really cute that I saw was that the fairy godmother was over by cinderella's carriage outside auberge oh which looked super cute because you got the back the good background as well nice that was cute but something really exciting yeah something actually exciting Mm -hmm. was that they were testing more magic shots oh all i want 
is like proper magic shots. Yeah, well, these are like in all fairness, the ones that they're showing are pretty much the exact same ones they have in Walt Disney World. The Tinkerbell one definitely. Yeah, is. it's just the exact same one. Yeah. So there was a post up posted by Ed ninety two, of course, thirteen minutes in, <laughs> and it, there was three guests standing in the gazebo at the front of Main Street. Yeah. Well, first the first girl, the girl in the middle, had her hands hands held out. And Tinkerbell was standing it. Super cute. A smack bang, exact same one they have in oh, 100% Disney World. I have that picture. Yeah. And it's super cute. And then the other one was the three hyenas, which I can never remember their name. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> sure. They're called Ed and Ed something. One of them's one called of them's Ed. Ed. Yeah. Um, so they were, it looked like they were circling the guest and the person was supposed to look surprised or scared or... Whatever. Yeah, but that's cute. That's now three magic shots in DLP. Yeah. I hope and pray that they have some for Halloween and then also possibly some for Christmas. Or just in general. Yeah. And with the introduction of more mad photoshops now, with the introduction of more magic shots, yeah, it means they're forced to put more photopass photographers out. Exactly. Because they want people to avail of the magic shots. Exactly. So this is all great news. Woohoo! Go DLP. We're so proud. We are proud. Look at you doing Disney things. Look at you. Look, you're making all them monies. Make it look. This is what happens when you profit. Yeah. You can reinvest and make people happy with what they want. There we go. Is it really this hard? I don't think so. <coughs> look there how, you Look go. how simple it is. All we want is a picture with the flipping fairy in our hands. Come on. It's not that difficult, lads. It's really not that hard. No. But moving on from that, and I won't lie, I don't know a massive amount about this, but again, lads, scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> there's been an electrical fault numerous times because I think yesterday being Monday was the second time this has happened there's electrical faults at the cinema in Disney Village and it's I've had to be closed never been to the cinema because they only ever show films in French and we don't speak French nope I know they regularly in that cinema do like infinity pass holder screenings for movies also all in French which which makes sense. It's a fr- it's a cinema in France. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. But it is really cool that they offer that. So if you were an Infinity Pass holder that lived near DLP and could go to those, that's a really cool extra perk. Yeah, Lizzie, yeah, absolutely. So I'm only a little envious that I don't speak French. Uh-huh. The more times we go, the more times I'm like, every- I should really learn French. Yeah, every time I go, my leaving cert French is like cracked out again a bit. And it is mad how sometimes it just sort of comes back to you, even though I haven't used it in over six years. Yeah. Six years? No. Yeah. Four, five years. Nearly six years. That I've just not used French, but every time I go back to DLP, it's sort of just some... Get a little refresh. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Like, I wasn't that great at it to begin with. But I'm like, if I just came back here and did actual French courses in the evenings, it'd probably come back to me. And sure, Kate, then you could work there. Oh, please. Let's not. <laughs> Thirdly, in the last of our DLP news... This upcoming week, as of your listening to this on Saturday, is the last week of Rock and Roller Coaster in Walt Disney Studios. Which is really sad. I think it's quite cute that there's like a whiteboard in the loading area that has the days left. Yeah, bless them. Which is super cute. And there is, I think, it's kind of, it reminds me of, you know when you go to a wake and you sign the book? For your condolences. Oh, yeah. They've basically done that for a rock and roller coaster. What do you mean? They've set out a book that guests oh, can sign. Oh, like an actual book? Yeah. Oh. That guests can sign and leave messages and stuff like that. Now, I'd, I would assume it's maybe over by the photo pass area 
in Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, when you leave. Yeah. But um, we saw our favourite cast member. <gasps> Manuel. He has followed us on Instagram. We obviously followed him as well. But we were buzzing. But I saw him post today that it was his last time going on Rock and Roller Coaster and he left them a cute little note. Aww. So yeah. Bless. I really wish they had had that there when we went because I totally would have written something down. Yeah, but we were way too early for that. As always. Anyway, yeah. I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster will be gone in terms of its theming, but yeah. the track will be back. True. When it's Arnaman's Stupendous Adventure or whatever it's going to be Stupendous Adventure. Ah, you know. Tony Stark and his stupendousness. I'm just really hoping that we get new cars. Just give us new cars. Give yeah. us the Space Mountain cars. Just theme to Iron Man. Because Please my, and thank you. My, my head is just so sore. Imagine if they had the restraints that go down, but there was an arc, there was the, it's not an arc reactor, is it? Uh, I think it is. The arc reactor thing on it. Yeah. So it looks like you were Iron Man. Wow. DLP, hit me up. I'll give you all the good ideas. I think that's too much for them. It's just putting a little torch on it. Be grand. Watch them. Watch them. No. <laughs> They're like, no, we'll spend more money. Gosh. So, yeah, that's everything from DLP. As we said, really scraping the barrel. Real sad. But you know what's not sad? <gasps> Halloween! The first Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party took place last Friday. And I have some thoughts. Great, go for it. My thoughts are it was cool. Here's Sinead's. I'll be back in five minutes. So... The Hocus Pocus show, they didn't seem to change a whole lot, if anything at all. Tim said there was apparently new projections on the castle. Oh. Tim was like, oh, the projections look a bit new. Oh, I'll have to check that out. The parade, there were a couple tweaks. There were some new costumes. Or at least I'm fairly sure there were some new costumes. Really? From who? For... Let me double check this, because I have some pictures of that parade. I think Mickey, Minnie... Donald oh, they did. Daisy. They all had new. They all had new costumes. Yeah, you're right. I right. saw that. So a couple of the characters had new costumes. So Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy on their little gazebo float all had some brand new costumes, which were adorable. I'm fairly sure the band that play "It's Good to Be Bad" were also in new suits because I'm fairly sure they don't normally perform in bright orange suits. It was very David S. Pumpkins esque. Okay. And I think that might have been it for the new costumes, but I could be wrong. But there's been some updates to the parade. Weird updates. Yeah. So I'll start with the weird, one, weird ones first. The Incredibles are now in the parade. So Mr. Incredible's on a float and he's like talking to people. And then you have four dancers and Edna Mode dancing to a weird mix of the Monster Mash and the witch doctor. Why is Edna Mode dancing? I'm kind of here for her dancing. I'm not here for the song. If you want to do the Monster Mash, do the Monster Mash. There's even a real cute, goofy version of the Monster Mash. Play that. Oh, that's true, yeah. But to mix it in with the witch doctor, it <coughs> makes no sense. Sorry. Makes absolutely no sense. I'm not here for it. No. This is Incredibles out as well. And I, I think that's it. Y- yeah, it's Mr. Incredible. Edna. Edna, Mrs. Incredible, and then Buzz behind them. Yeah, and then you have the Buzz Lightyear group. So there's just a float with some aliens on it. They're not actual aliens, it's just a float. And then oh, you... Oh, one of them's an alien. One of them's a, a person. One of them's a, an alien that moves. Is it? Yeah. Is it a person or is it just moving? I think it's a person. Really? 
It yeah. really didn't look like it. I thought they were like moving. It looked like they had like fabric on the back of their. Mm. See the cam- the camera angle for the days wasn't the best. For yeah, that. the media angle was weird. Yeah, so it was on a corner. Yeah. So you didn't actually get to see the backs of them. Yeah. But I think now could be one hundred percent wrong. But from what I remember thinking was that the two on the sides didn't move at all. They were like statues. And yeah. The one on the one on the back definitely moved. I just assumed it was kind of like the crush float in DLP oh, where okay. it's like an animatronic oh fair I could be wrong though I'll have to look into it we could both be wrong who knows <laughs> but either way so it was a float with aliens and then there was these four girls dressed in like Buzz Lightyear dresses which those dresses were actually quite cute they were cute but still didn't make any sense and then there was just Buzz Lightyear and I have no idea why they've added in this Tomorrowland troupe but I wasn't a fan. No, it doesn't. I don't know if it's like to make it more kid friendly, but it's already a pretty kid friendly parade. Do you know what I think they also did? What? So normally for the Peter Pan bit, Peter Pan, Wendy and everyone else are on the Jolly Roger. Uh-huh. And Peter and Wendy are tied up, but they were on foot this year. Oh yeah, you're right. They were not on the boat, but on the boat was Barbo- Barbosa, Jack, and I don't know your one's name. No, neither do I. They have some female pirate. Is it? Angelica or Angela or... No, I don't know. Pirates are I think. Either way. But they were on it instead because normally it's kind of this big tower of like chests and Barbosa and Jack Sparrow are usually on that. But yeah. they were on the boat this time. And I wonder if it's so that Wendy and Peter weren't tied up, tied up. by the pirates. But I thought that was weird. It's like they're desensitizing it more from what it already was, even though... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Even though it was already not as scary. Like, it's called Mickey's Not So Scary because it's not yeah. scary in no. the slightest. And I don't even think it's scary for, like, little kids. Like, no. by the looks of it, little kids never seem to be scared by no. anything that goes on in the parade or anything that goes on in Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah. So I don't understand really why they're desensitizing it more or, like, <clears throat> making it less, less scary. Yeah, I don't know. Because even Breffney, because, like, they're kind of, like, choreographed fighting and even Breffney was a bit, like why is Peter Pan dancing with Captain Hook? And I was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But one of the updates that I absolutely loved was they had Constance from the Haunted Mansion. On a little hoverboard. She was on, what I can only assume, the same thing that the fairies yeah. in Stars on Parade are on. But she had her bouquet, but her bouquet had kind of like a blue, a bluish like light which made her look all like spooky and ethereal. It was pretty cool, yeah. She was absolutely fab. So she kind of went through the parade with the dancers from the ballroom scene. And I think she is such a cool addition to the parade. I love Constance anyways, but it was nice getting to see her in the parade. Yeah, it was good. But overall, I mean, I love Boo to You. I always love Boo to You, so I'm never going to have an issue with it. But Was there two headless horsemen? No. Oh. There are two parades. No, but I thought I saw... Maybe I just wasn't watching it properly. But I thought there was one Headless Horseman and then another one. I think... Because I know in the Diz's video, they show the Headless Horseman twice. But I think they just videoed both. Oh, maybe that was it. Because it happened... The parade happens twice during the night. And I think he like he does his rounds both times. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So... Can I just say about the parade? Yeah. Obviously, I've seen the parade loads. So... I was like, I actually skipped through some of the bits, like the Ralph and the stuff I'd already seen. The weird fucking chicken hoedown. Oh, that's my favourite bit. It, makes, it, makes, it makes more sense than um, Buzz Lightyear and The Incredibles. Like, I just, I never But yeah, just with the parade, hoedown. I've noticed that the music 
change from each chunk of the parade is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, the seamlessness of that. Obviously, it's been happening for years, but I think I just noticed it more now because I've watched it a good few times. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at like the seam, like, of changing, like, whereabouts you're supposed to be. It was great. I think it's also because I think both both of the times I've seen it was on the Diz's vlog uh-huh. and on Tim Tracker's vlog. And I think the media area is in a place where it's a very sharp change. Right, okay. I think they're, I think that's kind of a... Because, yeah, like, you know the way in Disneyland Paris, there's certain areas get the sound at different times? Yeah. I think they might have been in a very, like, sharp gotcha. change area, if that makes any sense. It does, yeah, I understand what you mean. Either way, it's still good. Yeah, absolutely. What else about Mickey's Not So Scary? Um, I'll talk about the merch and then I'll leave fireworks last. Great. So, the merch... Uh, yes, Nate, the merch. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it. I like the Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket. Oh yes, the balloon one. That's yeah, adorable. That one I really like. Yeah. The Jack Sipper I feel like is too much. Oh, see, I'd love that. And the Oogie Boogie popcorn bucket I quite like as well because it's his head rather than his whole body. Yeah. But they're not even available yet. They're not no. available until September. Yeah, exactly. The Hocus Pocus stuff was... I don't like it at all. I do not want a single bit of it. They've been drawn like caricatures almost. And they very much exaggerated specific features that I don't think should have been exaggerated. No, because like at the end of the... Like the Sanderson sisters are caricatures anyways. Especially Winifred. Like everything to do with Winifred is ridiculous. Her teeth are ridiculous. Her nails are ridiculous. Her lips are ridiculous. Her hair is ridiculous. They're like... She is a caricature in her in and of itself yeah and I just because I mean normally as I've mentioned previously I collect the not so scary Halloween party pins and normally it's kind of like scrounging to try and get someone to pick it up but we actually had someone say who's the lovely Meg that you worked with in Disney messaged him was like if you want anything from the party let me know and I wanted like virtually nothing other than a pin and that says a lot yeah I was very surprised that you weren't like, okay, I need this, I need this. And Meg was like, cool, yeah, just send me the money. But no, it was really nothing. No, I don't like any of the Hocus Pocus stuff. They've brought out an Alex and Annie. There's a spirit jersey. There's a mug. There's a Dooney and Burke. I don't like any of it because they all look the exact same on it. So Jamie picked me up the standard party pin that has Mickey, Minnie, and I think Goofy trick-or-treating, which They're is really super cute. cute though, that's really cute, that little design. Yeah. yeah. So I really, really like that. And I'm really glad that I have that. But honestly, with the rest of the merch, it is the first year that I'm thoroughly underwhelmed. I think everything that I saw before the party, I like much better. Yeah, so just their general Halloween merch. Yeah, mm, I just agree. the Boxander stuff. So, and for me to say that, because I mean, lads, I'll buy it. And if it's vaguely Halloween. Halloween-y, I'll literally buy it. And I don't like any of it. So, mm. very underwhelmed. As regards to the food and stuff. Now, all, I think all of that looks really cool. Yeah. But seemingly queues were absolutely mental. And the Lotto burger is seemingly completely gross. Oh. It's like a regular burger, but it has brie and a strawberry bacon jam on it. But seemingly it's rotten. That's weird. Strawberry bacon and brie. That's a lot of, that's a lot. That's a lot of flavor. Strong flavors together. Yeah. And seemingly it's that weird texture of Disney burgers. And then it's a really weird textured brie as well because it's not breaded. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I can imagine it's brie. I can imagine it's probably along the lines of like a halloumi when it's sit you like you know yeah, when you grill halloumi yeah, and then it gets real. 
chompy. But yeah. However, I do really like the fireworks. The fireworks are good. I like the fireworks. Like, I was entertained. I don't prefer them to Hallowishes, but I didn't think I was ever going to because Hallowishes was just perfection. Yeah, I think, I think the general consensus is that it's not better, not better than Hallowishes, but people wouldn't be annoyed if they had to see it again. No, absolutely not. Now, I haven't seen a video of it up close where you can see the Jack puppet really well. I've only seen kind of like grainy videos on Instagram. But the Jack puppet does look really cool. And I'm hoping the days go back and do an up-close video of it as well. Because yeah. they did they did ask online, do people want an up-close one or further away so they can see more? And everyone did vote for further away. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I really like... The only thing that I wasn't a massive fan of, which I kind of... I liked and I disliked it. So they have the skeletons from the Silly Symphony Skeleton Dance, which... I have tattooed on me. I love the skeleton dance. But they mixed it. But they mixed it with Step in Time from Mary Poppins. I quite liked that. I wasn't a fan. I thought it was clever. I mm, I understand why you don't like it, but yeah. I understand why I do like it. Oh, 100%. I thought it was really cute that Zero is kind of guiding Mickey and Minnie and Pals through these various areas. Um, but yeah, I thought the choice of music and stuff overall was pretty good i like that hades is in there which i absolutely love bloody love hades yeah the bit where they like had all the villains heads that like went round in circles yeah that was freaky i liked it yeah and in fairness to them and i think the thing that most people were a bit afraid of because a lot of the new fireworks shows are very fireworks light yeah and very projection heavy this is very projection heavy and very firework heavy. There's a lot of fireworks and there's a lot of the parameter fireworks as well. And there's a lot of fireworks that are really good. The and dice. They're, they're very like enhancing of the actual projections. Like they go well with each other. Yeah. They complement each other. There we go. That's yeah. the sentence I was looking for. Yeah. Like they have little dice fireworks when Oogie Boogie's on the castle, which... I enjoy little details like that. It's like the little Moana one that they have. The one that looks like the heart of the ocean during Happy Le- Happily Ever After. Yeah. Jeez, can't speak today. But I just felt like there was some fireworks that like started on the outside and then they like moved their way towards the castle. And I was like, this is so clever. Yeah. And I also really liked that Mickey and Minnie and the Fab Five are in there as well. True. Because I think that it's good. Again, see again when they're talking about like making not so scary even less scary yeah having half of the show with mickey and minnie and the guys true it makes it a lot more accessible i assume for children then absolutely but yeah overall i like the fireworks i think they're a nice addition Um, and i suppose it is nice to have an update because hallowishes has been around for a very long time wishes wishes when you say hallowishes that's all that screams in my head please no i hated wishes wishes <laughs> i hated it if you've not watched the disney's not so spooky spectacular i would always recommend for any disney fireworks to check out the days they honestly have the best fireworks videos in my eyes top notch high quality 4K. they don't they don't cut everything out it is all pristine go check the days out for your disney fireworks because they are kings very true yeah Moving on with more Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party news. Oh, how exciting. Mickey and Mickey, I guess Mickey and friends, have announced that they are going to be releasing a 24-night... 35-night. And is there 
six. There's 36. Oh, I don't know where I got 24 from then. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was talking about. Just got the number That's completely fine. wrong. Just start again, sure. So... <laughs> Disney have released that you'll be able to buy a ticket that you, where you can go to 35 of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties for the grand old price of $300. Which is really not that bad. Which means you can go to every single party except for Halloween. Yeah. Which I think is entirely fair. Yeah, like clearly the most popular one is going to be October 31st. Yeah. But I find it really interesting that they have released... Oh, Sinead's done some maths. Carry on with what you were no, saying. No, my point was irrelevant. Continue with your maths. So I did some maths. Uh huh. <laughs> now I don't know because America's weird and they don't include tax and stuff. So I don't know whether that three hundred includes sale tax or not. Oh yeah, fair. But we're just going to take it at the fact that it's three hundred. It's all included. Okay. If you went to all thirty-five Mickey Not So Scaries, yeah, that would only cost you eight fifty per party. Wow. $8.50 per wow. party. That's crazy. So that's for nothing. You'd have to go to every single one though. But even then, if you went to say, I don't know, 15 of them, right? Think of all the sweets you'd get. Yeah. Even if you went to say half of them. So if we say 17 parties, right? Yeah. That's 17. 17.50. I think you could easily get $20 worth of sweets back. Absolutely. They chuck them in the bag. 100%. Like they grab full handfuls and go. Foof. But the thing is like, if I was there for two weeks, yeah. And I, I get that I'm kind of an anomaly because if I could if I could go to all 36, I would easily go to all 36 and never be bored. But if you were going for two weeks, because especially depending on where you go in the season, but obviously the closer to Halloween, the more frequent they are. But you could easily, within a two-week trip, get in three or four of them. Yeah, easily. Maybe I'd say five. Yeah. I'd say you could probably do it five times. And that would mean that you could say have one night that all you focus on is characters. You could have another night where you just focus on the shows and the parade. One where you focus on trying all the food. One where you focus on just trick-or-treating. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like all you the can trick-or-treating spots. You can separate it out so that you hit all those various things. But I think this comes off the back of, because it's something that a lot of people mention and it's something that gets brought up an awful lot on i know we've mentioned Diz after dark before but they also have a kind of a sister podcast called universal after dark uh-huh. where obviously it focuses on universal and it's they focus particularly at this time of the year heavily on halloween horror nights yeah and the tickets that you can get with halloween horror nights that it's virtually the same as this and a lot of people always say that they get the kind of multi-night tickets for horror nights because of the value of it right and that they wish mickey's not so scary did the same thing and then mickey's not so scary has because halloween horror nights was taking a lot of the like it is definitely the premier halloween event in orlando yeah it's not for everybody but makes sense because it is like halloween like halloween's meant to be scary Hmm. and horror nights is scary oh yeah it's terrifying Again, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But Mickey's Not So Scary is not for everybody either. Exactly. Like, I can imagine there's a whole heckin' lot of people who would be disgusted to have to go to a Not So Scary Halloween party and would be like, literally, what am I doing here? But would go to every single horror night. Amanda, that hosts Universal, Universal After Dark, she has been going to horror nights for, I don't even know how many years, since she was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. And she gets, I think it's the frequent fear pass where she can go as many nights as she's there for the three weeks she's in Orlando. Yeah. And she goes pretty much every single night. Wow. I think the only night she doesn't go is Saturday because I don't think that's on her ticket. 
Oh. But other than that, every night that it's on, she goes. That's mad. I don't think I'd ever want to go. Really? Yeah, I'm still of the opinion that, like, I'm not getting... I'm not paying someone to scare the crap out of me. Fair. (laughs) I just don't get any enjoyment out of it. Yeah. If it was something that I got enjoyment out of, then I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, great. But that's not the kind of adrenaline I'm a junkie for. (laughs) And that's entirely fair. But either way, I think it's really cool that they're offering this. And if I lived locally or if I was going for... If I was going for even just a week, I would get this because I would want to go as many times as I could. Yeah. And they also said that if you've bought a ticket for one of the nights, you can upgrade it to the $300 one when you're there. So people who have already bought it, because they only released it very recently. So people would have obviously already bought their ticket for the Halloween party. So, but they said that you can upgrade it and that's no problems. You can just pay the difference. How exciting. So staying on the Halloween theme and staying in the American parks, we're going to hop on over to Disney's California Adventure. So we've had some concept art and some stuff released about the brand new Oogie Boogie Bash, which will be taking place this year. And some of this concept art is so very impressive. So we have, they've kind of given us some little tidbits about each of the different things. So the first thing they have here is the immersive treat trails. So trick-or-treating is fun for everybody. Come experience the new wonderfully wicked tree trails throughout the park with your friends and family. While stalking through the through the trail, you will see the iconic characters such as Mad Hatter from Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland and maybe even Oogie Boogie himself. Additional tree trails will feature oversized cauldrons full of treats for party guests to enjoy. Look at this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Doesn't it look fab? That's really immersive. It looks like all of this concept I understand art. that it says immersive tree trails. <laughs> But, like, when you look at it, you're like, wow, that is so immersive. Yeah. That's cool. Sorry. I'm just marvelling at the picture, ladies and gentlemen. Marvelling at the picture. So, they are the immersive tree trails. We also have Villainous, which says, The partygoers of all ages will love watching this new tale about a young girl named Shelley Marie. Who that? She's a brand new character that's being made just for this. Not Shelley May. No, Shelley Marie. Which she sounds a lot like Shelley May. (laughs) Close. As she journeys along this new world of colour nighttime spectacular exclusive to the Oogie Boogie Bash. This Halloween story takes you on an unforgettable voyage through the devious encounters with the Queen, Ursula, Dr. Facilier, Hades, Jafar, Maleficent and more. All ages will be amazed by the show's special effects from fountains and lights to lasers and projections. Villainous shows that deep down... There's a little villain in all of us. Ooh. I do love that. The next thing we have is Villain's Grove, which honestly is potentially the thing that I'm most excited for because... That looks very Halloween, aren't It's not going uh, It looks so pretty. So, have you ever wanted to peer inside the minds of your favourite villains and walk through their own hauntingly beautiful scenes? I know I have. <laughs> This walkthrough experience is unlike anything seen before. Redwood Creek Challenge Trail becomes Villain's Grove, an interactive, villain-inspired, dreamlike environment perfect for all ages, all ages to wander. This experience will entice party guests with a series of scenes, each creating a not-so-scary symphony of sound, light, and shadows for you to explore on your own or as a pack. Ooh! They've honestly packed so much into this thing. There's 
three more things. Stop it. So there's the Frightfully Fun Parade, which is making its way over from Disneyland Park. The Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow kicks things off, arriving on his ghostly black steed just ahead of the parade itself and carrying his flickering jack-o'-lantern. A cavalcade of Disney characters and mischievous villains follow, ready to stir up some trouble. Get excited, this fan-favourite parade will make its way through Disney California Adventure Park for the first time. I love the Frightfully Fun Parade, mainly because it has the vampires from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I love the vampires from The Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I do. Never mind. Never mind. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Next thing we have is Mickey's Trick or Treat. This new interactive stage production invites you to join Mickey Mouse and his pals as they throw a -a one-of-a-kind Halloween party. Perfect for little monsters, enjoying dancing, not-so-frightening scary tales, and candy in the Disney Theatre in Hollywoodland. Candy! This looks adorable. Look at little mummy goof. I love sweets. Look at little mummy goof. He's like, at a woo! (laughs) This looks so cute. Oh, look, another descent. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's okay. I got so excited. Oh, we never talked about the descent dance party in Mickey's Not So Scary. Is there one in Mickey's Not So Scary as well? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure I saw it on on Instagram. Interesting. Because, yeah, because there was a video behind him and it was Carlos teaching people how to dance. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Well, there's also a Descent Dance Party at the Oogie Boogie Bash. Spoiler! (laughs) So for even more fun, head to the backlot area of of Hollywoodland for a pulsing new interactive dance party. (laughs) That's pulsing, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Inspired by the popular Descendants franchise from Disney Channel. A spell is cast summoning the greatest dance crew from the Isle of the Lost to throw down... To throw down and lead everyone in moves that are set to be the set to the biggest songs from all three Descendants movies. The original villains' kids might even crash the party through the magic mirrors. Stick around after the backlot DJ continues to spin tunes. Jesus Disney tunes, <laughs> inviting everyone to step onto the dance floor into the night, like the original VKs. Oh God, villain kids said. There's so many ways to be wicked. Yes. So yeah, all in all, Oogie Boogie Bash looks amazing, and I'm very excited to see it next year. So yeah, that's everything Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. For now, anyways. The next piece of news isn't even news. It's that D23 is next week. It is. So we don't have anything to say because we gotta wait for D23. There seemed to be a bit of a mess up. Oh yeah, I was about to say, the only news we have is that there was difficulty with people making reservations for the different like talks and panels. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, we can't make any reservations and the queues, the virtual queues were too long. I think and, it was delayed a day. Yeah. And so Disney had to move the time on because my guess is that everyone freaked because no one got a reservation for anything. Yeah. Disney were like, oh, no one's really got, we don't have any res- reservations. So I think it like broke. Okay. And people got more time then basically to make their reservations. But I still think that it took people a lot longer than normal to be able to get their reservations for panels and stuff. Yeah. It just seems really complicated to me because if I bought a ticket for D23, yeah. I would like to be in a panel. I don't want the extra... Like, imagine you bought a ticket D23 and then you couldn't get a reservation for any panel. I mean, it's kind of like... 
Because I think I th- I could be totally wrong. I think you can queue for some as well. Oh, but I think it's kind of like going to a park. Do you know what I mean? You can get to a park, but you might not. Yeah. Depending true. on how busy it is. Yeah. I, as much as I would love to go to D23, it just seems like an absolute nightmare. There's so I'd rather not. There's too many people. Where was I? I was somewhere literally just on the weekend and there were so many people. I think it was just somewhere in town. I was like, okay, yeah, we can't be here anymore. Yeah. So I don't think I could ever go to D23. And especially that time, that year that Adam went. Yeah. And he was like, this is the nope. queue to get into the store. Yeah, to get into like no. the Disney shop. And the queue was an hour and a half. Yeah, no, gross. And I and it just was Switchback City. So I, no way, no way could I go switch to D23. City. As much as I'd love to, I couldn't. No. And just on D23, next week's episode is going to be a little bit different. So we obviously want to cover all the news that comes from D23. However, I won't be in the country, Kate. Oh, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> You're going to go to the lovely Breffney's house. You're going to record with him. Oh, great. <laughs> so I'll be phoning in. So we will still have an episode, but it'll just be a little bit different. Sure. We'll see how it goes, I suppose. Exactly. exactly. It'll be fine. Um, we've also had some information come out about Disney Plus. So it's obviously, as we've said previously, launching in the US on November 12th. But we've had some release dates for other countries weird and prices yeah so all we have announced so far is that on november 12th canada will be getting it and it'll either be 8.99 canadian dollars or 89.99 for the year so 8.99 is for the month 89.99 is for the year Uh uh-huh if you're in the netherlands that's the only place in europe that can get it and that is also coming out on November 12th. It's 6.99 euro for a month or 69.99 for the year. Okay, 6.99 a month considering that's the only euro price we have. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Happy days. And then for Australia and New Zealand, it's going to be getting released on November 19th. So in Australia it's going to be 8.99 Australian dollars or 89.99 for the year. And then for New Zealand, it's $9.99 New Zealand dollars for the month or $99.99 for the year. So, yeah. And in the States, just to reiterate, it's going to be $6.99 per month and $69.99 per year. But they have also announced that a $12.99 bundle will be available, which includes Disney Plus, ESPN Plus and Hulu, which is not bad. No, they're they're getting themselves a nice little monopoly going there. Yeah. But yeah, so those countries are pretty random, but I guess they're literally the only countries that don't have some sort of yeah. Disney connection with another company because they won't be able to enter Disney Plus into countries until their contracts have ended with literally any other country that has the rights to show their things on TV over here. Yeah. Like for instance, it could be a, quite a while for us because of everything to do with Sky and whenever their contract with Sky wraps up. Yeah, but like Sky literally has so many Disney movies on demand if you have the movies package. Yeah. And they also have a Sky Disney movie channel. And then just the regular Disney channel, Disney Junior. Yeah. So I wonder, do you do you think that means then that they'll never have that if Disney Plus comes to Ireland that Disney Channel and Disney Junior and stuff won't be shown on I don't regular know, TV? I don't know because Comcast own Sky now and Disney do not like Comcast. Why? Wow. Comcast own Universal. That would actually be a lot if they took Disney Channel and Disney yeah. Junior and stuff completely off of Sky. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like, how much is getting the kids' channels and stuff like that? 
how much is it on Sky? Yeah. The kids package is like mm, eight ninety nine add on, nine euro add on or something. So if you could take that off, if if you mainly have that for Disney, or if you maybe have if you mainly have the movies package for Disney. Yeah, you just stop and you're paying, paying six ninety nine for that, and yeah, just take it off Sky. That's fair. Why wouldn't Disney do that? Wow, big wow. Mm. Anyway, A big wow. Yeah, we'll be back with all the D twenty three news next week. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I think that's pretty much it for the news. I think so too. Except for one thing, Sinead. What's that? You know what today is? Today's Tuesday. And you know what that means? Today's special guest Tuesday. It happened at 1 o'clock. 1pm. That's very early. The parade's not till half five. No, and nor, like, generally, generally, Guest Star Tuesday happens in and around five. Yeah. But I don't know why it was at 1 o'clock. ED92 couldn't tell us why it was at 1 o'clock. I mean, if ED92 don't know, then I'm going to say that nobody knew. It's a conspiracy. So, yeah, I don't know why. I'd hope that people in the park knew. Yeah. Because... Otherwise, they would have missed it and I would have been pissed. If I... I love the Three Caballeros. So if I was in Disneyland and they were the guests there Tuesday, because it wasn't just regular Donald, it was Mexican Donald, <laughs> who is my favourite Donald. I th- No, De- Devil, Devil Donald, Donald is my favourite. But Mexican's pretty close. If they had been guests there Tuesday and I wasn't told that it was going to be four hours early, I would be very annoyed. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway... Three caviaros are a great show for Guest Star Tuesday. Absolutely. I I love them. They're so cool. Very I cute. They're so cute. So yeah, that's it, guys. On with the rest of the show. So we have a bit of a shout out for you guys this week. A shout out, shout out, shout out. So <laughs> we've mentioned previously about some other Disney podcasts that we like to listen to. Diz After Dark, Once Upon a Scream. But this week we have a new one to tell you guys about. <gasps> we love new content absolutely here for content (laughs) so i've been listening a lot to driving to disneyland which is by the lovely Kristen and Catherine, and they are disneyland podcasters disneyland in california and it is pretty much what it says on the tin they record their show while they're driving to the park that's great uh it's so funny if you have young kids don't have them listen to it it is not really oh, it's a bit on the other side is it it's not a kiddie podcast gotcha shall we not that i really think we are either no to be fair but <laughs> it's great though one thing that i really like is they actually do two shows so they do one when they're driving to the park and then they do one where they're driving back amazing so i listened to their most recent episode and they were talking about some various food that they've had now i can't remember which of them but i think one of them is vegetarian mm-hmm so I'm just trying to make mental notes of all the places that they suggest that has nice vegetarian food for when I go next year. That excellent. And so one of them's vegetarian and I think the other one has a gluten intolerance. So ah. I'm like, oh, if Nathan's ever going, I'll <laughs> know where to go. But yeah, if you're looking for some new Disney podcasts to listen to, would totally recommend driving to Disney, driving to Disneyland. They are gas. Amazing. Good stuff. So this week... We're back to our big Disneyland Paris theme park land wow extravaganza. Woohoo! So now we're on to Fantasyland. So we were moving on to Fantasyland because when we did the original polls to let people pick what lands they wanted, Fantasyland came second. Next off, we have to figure out whether you guys want Frontierland 
or discovery land after this but i feel like fantasy land is going to take us probably to the new year because there's so much stuff there's so much stuff and we've so much stuff to do in between that the extravagant is going to take an extravagantly long time exactly also just to mention yeah we're not covering the castle in fantasy land because very very hot topic of discussion was whether to include the castle or not so we asked y'all do you feel like fantasy that like the castle is part of Fantasyland or Main Street? And emphatically, everyone said Main Street. So, so we're leaving it with Main Street. Yeah, and because it's going to be a big, hefty part of Main Street, so it can stay over there. Exactly. And we're going to focus on everything else in Fantasyland. Fabulous. So first things first. Yeah. The Fantasyland Disneyland Paris was the fourth ever Fantasyland built. Amazing. It consists of loads of stuff honestly there's, there's so much tons. in it there's rides there's walkthroughs there's restaurants there's shops there's photo ops there's loads yeah so as we've done on our previous episode we are going to go through each of the rides individually and have their own episode so just kind of i suppose run through the breakdown of the rides i think Fantasyland has the biggest variety of rides because we've been able to break it down into four different categories, mm-hmm. which is quite impressive, I feel. For, I mean, it is a pretty big land, but it's not, like, extortionately huge. Mm, I think, well, think about it. So if it goes from the back of the castle and it goes all the way up to Casey Jr. True. It's actually pretty big and it goes yeah. all the way from that secret character Palooza spot. Yes. All the way to basically just before pirates. Yeah. It's actually a pretty wide, like, land base of space. Yeah. Landscape, if you will. There we go. (laughs) The rides that we have in Fantasyland, we've split it up into dark rides, boat rides, other rides, and then other attractions, which aren't exactly rides, but are worth mention. Fair. Continue. So to start with dark rides... The first one we have here is Blanche Neige. I'm going to butcher this. Blanche Neige. Blanche Neige. Which is Snow White Scary Adventures. Which is also in Disneyland Resort in California. I've only ever done this once because it always has a very long queue for how short the ride is. Yeah, true. It's there. Next up we have Peter Pan. Which Kate actually knows a fun little fact about Peter Pan. So Peter Pan was... So Peter Pan's flight doesn't have a French um, translation. Yeah. Because the original author of Peter Pan is British. So they kept the name in English. Fab. Isn't that gas? Love little fun tidbits like that. Continue. And then our last Disney dark ride in Fantasyland is Les Voyages de Pinocchio, which is Pinocchio's Fantastic Journey. Amazing. Is it a fantastic journey? It's kind of scary. It's cute, though. It was a much longer ride than I remembered. Yeah, well, I'd never been on it before. So we did that on our most recent trip. And it is a much longer ride than you potentially might think it is. Mm-hmm. Go on it during extra magic hours, though, when it's quiet. Don't do it during the Oh, yeah, don't. But anyway, we'll get to that when we talk about it. Yeah. Then we move on to just other rides. Mm-hmm. Or do you want me to do boat rides first? Whichever. Ah, uh, we'll do boat rides. So there's two boat rides mm-hmm. in Fantasyland. The first one is Small World. A Disney classic. Which is just called A Small World. Um, but the Small World in 
Disneyland Paris is slightly different to small worlds in other countries because obviously because it's in Europe they have to emphasize other countries more than they would have in America so like for example in America they don't have a big North America part of it because they're in North America and that's not like a far away thing do you know what I mean but in the one in Paris they have a really big North America section because that's something very far away from Paris there you go it's full of facts and then the other boat ride is Le Pays de Contefe, which is the Storybook Land Canal Boats. Which is really cute. And I really enjoyed this ride, and I didn't think I would as much as I did. It's great. It's very, it's very cute. It is closed for a good bit of the year. We'll go into that a lot more when we're actually doing the individual episode on it, but uh-huh. it's very sweet. I enjoy it. Then moving on to other rides, Sinead. Yeah, so in other rides we have... Carousel de Lancelot, which is the classic Disney carousel, an absolute staple in the park, loved by everyone, impossible to get on. Yeah, unless you're a gymnast. Or just like seven feet tall. That too, yeah. Very difficult. Very, very hard to get your leg over. Yeah. Also a good extra magic time one. Yes, don't queue for it. I have queued for it, not worth it. Absolutely not. Another one to always do during Extra Magic Time is the Mad Hatter's teacups. Great. Love Mad Hatter's teacups. Could go on them all day. I love the teacups. The teacups always signify a Disney trip to me because when I was a kid and you used to get those trip planning DVDs, there was always that shot of a family in the teacups having the absolute time Ooh, of their life. How they fit all four of them into a teacup. And a camera. I'll never know. <laughs> and a bloody cameraman to film it all. So, Yeah absolutely love the teacups one of my favorite things about the teacups is that the operators always go it's time for tea in like a really weird yeah. french accent <laughs> or like it's tea time <laughs> oh it's so funny and then the last one which the two of us have never been on but we're hoping to rectify it when we go in september october yes is casey jr le petite train du sec casey jr's coming down the track which is Casey Jr.'s Circus Train, which also looks super cute. I want to go in one of the, like, cages on it, because I think that'd be fun. The cages. I don't know if we'll fit. <laughs> Not all six of us. <laughs> Imagine. That would be a bit excessive. Imagine everyone in. Come on, let's go. But I also... Oh, no, I skipped one. You skipped one? We've spoken about it loads recently. Dumbo! <laughs> so, as we've mentioned, Dumbo has just had his recent refurb. Dumbo is another Disney classic and also something that I'm very much looking forward to going on when we go next. When are we going next? No, just when we go next. Oh, I thought you were asking me again. No. I was like, 30 September today. We're going 30 September. I'm so ready. <laughs> so yeah. that's it for rides. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to characters. Yes. So the only staple characters that are in Fantasyland is Meet Mickey Mouse. Yes. Which also turns into Meet Santa at Christmas. You can still meet Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah, sorry. But you can also meet Santa. Yes. And that's where Santa is at Christmas time. Over in that back area. Then there's also the Princess Pavilion, which is a whole bit in itself. And then there's also a whole heckin' lot of characters that are there vicariously throughout the year. Yeah. Now, some of the character spots, in fairness, are character spots. So, like, Alice and the Mad Hatter are usually over in one place. There's a lot of character spots around Fantasyland that have like the... If you see an umbrella, there's going to be a character. Yeah, and a lot of them have the little signs that have the character's face on it. Yeah. So there's a couple of different character spots dotted around Fantasyland. Yeah. 
So what we can do is go through those character spots and characters that we've seen there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because it can literally be anyone. And like we always say, follow e 92 on Twitter, set up tweet notifications. They'll tell you where people are. Yeah, that's fair. So where do we start from? The first one I think, which is good to note, is sort of just outside of Small World. Yes. So if you're walking back towards the castle from Small World, there's a character spot by the railings. Mm-hmm. It's literally just by the railings. And that's also where the character, where the cast member door is as well. Yes. So they come out very quickly. It's also a good place to meet, not meet a lot of the characters, but like see a lot of the characters yeah. that are coming in and out that are going to different parts of Fantasyland. Yeah. Because there's a small little door there as well. Especially the princesses. Yeah, a lot of the princesses will go in and out there as well. So along the railings there, there is a meet and greet spot. And it has been previously Alice and Hatter. And also the Queen of Hearts and Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah. So it's a very um, Alice in Wonderland themed spot. But there have been other people there as well. And I think there was once Tinkerbell there. Oh, cute. Mm, yes. Now, are you talking over by that gate where the parade comes out? No. Oh. I'm talking about the railings. But there's railings there. Oh, very good. Okay. Where, so like if you're coming out of, if you're coming out of Small World and keep walking straight towards the castle, not to the left... Okay. Down the middle. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Now. There is a thing of rail. There's a really small door. It's a tiny door. It's like a into the into a like a, it looks like a shop, but there's a small cast member door to the left, kind of beside the ice cream place. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you're. And talking a about. lot of cast members will go in and out of there. Yes. Okay. My bad. That's okay. So yeah, that's the first one, and then I think the second one to talk about is the one at the very very back down by Casey Junior. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know that exists. Because when I went to go meet Winnie the Pooh, I didn't know where it was. Yeah, there's kind of two meet and greet spots back there. There's the one that's beside the old mill, like, refreshment area. And that, there's usually always characters there. I've seen Tiana and Naveen there. I've seen Winnie the Pooh characters there, various yeah. combinations of them. I've seen the White Rabbit there. I've seen the Tweedles there occasionally. You can really just get a hodgepodge. I've seen Gaston there. Oh, yeah. You can see... You just I've seen Gaston and Belle there at the same time. Yeah. Village. I've seen Village Belle and Gaston there at the same time. Yeah. And then over to the left, over beside... There's kind of like a little hedge thing that you go behind to get to Casey Jr. and the little canal boats. There's also like a sneaky meet and greet area in there that you really need to be following ed to do if you want to have any idea if anybody's there. But again, a lot of the same characters that we've mentioned for the old mill spot sometimes will be over there as well. Yeah, you sent, you tend to get the same sort of realm of characters in Fantasyland. Same with anywhere in Disneyland. Yeah. The sa- like, the characters will sort of stick to the same sort of realm that they fit into. Yeah. So, like, Fantasyland's meant to be, like, storybook and fairy tales and all that sort of stuff, which is why you've got Alice and Winnie the Pooh and princesses and yeah. everything, because they all fit into that little nice little category exactly and then literally any character any other like random characters so you've got that where that gate and what the gate that she was talking about earlier on the massive gate that's also an overfill gate for when the park's really busy and you can walk from Fantasyland to Discoveryland through the big gate which is very handy if you need to get to a fast pass yeah if it's really busy that's really good now it's not always open but sometimes it is that area tends to have a character palooza every now and again that's when like six or four characters will come out and what we'll each pick a thing 
I need to pick an area and then you just sort of have to go up and the character will choose you. It's not timetabled, it's not said, it's not queued. You can't use your green pass or anything for it. Yeah. You just have to see what the character does. Yeah, it's literally just look at the draw. This is quite handy if it's kind of in the run up to a season. I say this because when we were there in 2017, we were there at the start of September and this is where they'd kind of started testing putting villains out. So I think when we were there, we saw Maleficent and maybe the Evil, Evil Queen. Queen. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's also where we ended up meeting Jack and Sally because I think they try and ease the characters into going into their like peak season. Yeah, exactly. So you'll kind of see them there. Again, there is no set times for these. It is literally just look at the draw and maybe you'll get to see a character. I think it's even so much of a look at the draw that when you talk to character handlers in a non-professional sense, even they're kind of like, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen until the day. So it's not even a case of like, if you were chummy chummy with a character handler or a cast member that worked in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. I still don't think they could tell you. No. I really think it's that random. Yeah, it just depends on the day. Which really helps the magic of it all, though, because... Oh, yeah. I understand that people can get annoyed because they're like, oh, man, that character is out. But then the one time you hit it... You feel like you've earned it. Yeah, you're like, this is it. This is my dime. So, yeah, there's that area. And then over nearly towards Pirates. Yeah. Just, just before Pirates. That's a nice little meet there just before you hit... It's that little walkway beside the Pinocchio restaurant. Yes, yeah, so like Gaston's been there before, and I think I've seen Shannon been there. Villager Bell's been there Villager as well. Bell, yeah. So and I've, and again, that's like it's sort of just slightly off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Slightly off the beaten path. Slightly off the trodden path. I don't know. Anyway, it's just slightly off path. So there is room for the characters to meet. Yeah. But also, it's nowhere near like a stop. There won't be umbrellas or anything like that. Yeah, that'll just kind of be as it is. Another one that we mentioned last week, during the Halloween season, you can meet Maleficent behind the castle with her big briars. She's always there at Halloween. And you can occasionally, and I think this is very rare, they only had her for photo pass day the other day, at the weekend, is the fairy godmother was over by Oberge de Cedrillion. Oh. I think I've seen Anastasia and Drizella there as well. Yeah, actually I have too. Yeah, that's a fair point, yeah. So you can generally with characters, you can kind of find them in areas that would somewhat make sense for them to be there. <laughs> Vaguely, I say that, but it's not it's not a direct science. And then the only other place I can think of is over beside Bella Nacce. Uh Where we met Rapunzel and Flynn. Yes. I was like, is that where you're talking about? So that is as you are walking into Fantasyland from... So if you're looking at the castle, if you go enter Fantasyland from the right through that little archway almost right there by all the benches that's where we met Rapunzel and Flynn on our last trip and they've been out a lot recently they have been out a lot which is fan bloody tastic but again they also tend to change exactly where they stand because yeah. I've seen pictures of them on the opposite side of that I've seen them on the other end of that so again they're not always in the same place every time so you just sort of have to keep your eye out And I think also just asking cast members as well, because on the day when cast members are out on the street and and character handlers are there, yeah, they can help you out more. Like when we were with when we wanted to meet Rapunzel and Flynn, and the line was closed, the cast member told us they'd be back out. Yeah, 
and they told us how long they'd be out for. Yeah. So it's, don't just walk past a queue, see a cat member stood at the end of it and be like, damn, we missed it. Go up and talk to them. See what they have to say. Exactly. And you can always tell it's a character handler cast member because they wear all blue with a red stripe. Yes, that's true. So even if you don't necessarily see umbrellas and you don't necessarily see a character, if there's a cast member in that particular costume, go over and ask them. Yeah, and be like, And be nice though. Don't be demanding. Be nice. Yeah, be like, hi, how's your day? I see the weather's lovely. Yeah. What characters have you got? (laughs) Yeah. Because you could have an amazing experience like we had with the lovely Alexis. Bless. He was adorable. He was like, we gotta get something for you to sign. And came back with a little piece of tow roll. Oh, it was so cute. Anyway, so that's all the characters from Fantasyland. Yeah. Then we move on to just slightly other things, I suppose. Other attractions, other whoop de doos So we have the Alice Labyrinth. Yeah. Which is the maze. Which also has some great history behind it. But you know what? There's actually such a big story. I'm going to leave that until we do the Alice the Alice episode. episode because I don't want to ruin anything for anyone and we'll also have nothing to talk about exactly and then the other thing is the sword in the stone sword yes. which is literally directly behind the castle as soon as you walk into Fantasyland. yeah and the exciting thing about the sword in the stone thing is that this sword actually comes out because sometimes we've been there and there's been no sword yeah which is always a bit strange well no because people have pulled it out I think for a while they were just refurbing it. Oh. But Don't ruin my magic. Sorry. Um, just another thing to add on to that, which I actually forgot to put in. Just to... If you have your back to the Sword in the Stone, over to the right, there's also Cinderella's fountain, which is beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's real pretty. Go take a picture of it, because it's stunning. So, there are plenty of food places in Fantasyland. Yeah. Whether they'll be open or not. Who knows? As Thanks Mr. Cheesy Pop says, they have their own rules. <laughs> Disneyland Paris has its own rules. So there's various places that you can get food and snacks and all deliciously lovely things around Fantasyland. Snicky snacks. Yeah. The first one is... Uh, I'm just reading it off a list that we've found on Wikipedia. Thank you very much, Wikipedia. Is... Again, I'm going to butcher these because a lot of these have French names. La Arbre Enchante. I think it's the Enchanted... I don't know. Enchanted wardrobe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's over near the carousel. I don't think I've ever seen it open, or if I have, it's been very, very rare. I think it just sells drinks, maybe some ice pops, stuff of that ilk. Um, But when it's open, I'm sure it's handy. Uh There is Auberge de Cedrillon, which is the princess character meal. It's very expensive. You can do your character breakfast there where you still meet three of the princesses. If you do dinner, you also meet three princesses, but you also meet Susie and Perla. Mm-hmm. And I've seen occasionally Princess Minnie as well. Oh, which is very cute. cute. Now, I don't know whether you get three princesses and Princess Minnie mm-hmm. or if Princess Minnie counts as a princess. I don't know. But the one that I, I was watching a review at the weekend because it was a contender for the premium meal voucher. Oh, yeah. And they had all the blonde princesses. They had Rapunzel. Uh-huh. They had Cinderella and Prince Charming. Oh. And they had Sleeping Beauty. Amazing. But there is no way of knowing what princess. There's no way of requesting a certain princess. I've asked a cast member who works for DLP. She couldn't tell me either. She literally... And she frequents Oberta Cedrillion on a regular basis, <coughs> shall we say? Yeah. And she said there's no way of knowing who's going to be there. There's like, no schedule. There's no certain time of year. How is there no schedule? Like, it just... 
boggles my mind how there's no schedule. They're just like, who do we have today? Great. Much. Stick them out there. Pretty much. But yeah, this is a sit down character meal. It's the most expensive place to eat in Fantasyland. There is Au Chalet de la Marionette. I've never eaten here. Have you ever eaten here? No. It's as you, it's basically across the road or across the little stream thing from Peter Pan. There's bathrooms there. I've been in the bathrooms I've been there, in the bathrooms multiple times. But I've never eaten there. Do you know why? Because everywhere in DLP, the queues are just so goddamn long that I'd rather go hungry than queue in some of those queues. Yeah, and again, I don't really think they have a whole lot of veggie options, or if they do, it's just that mushy burger. Yeah. So I think that's why I've never, I've never tried to eat there. Fair. What's next? Fantasia Gelati, which I would like to do, because I like ice, ice cream. cream? Mm. I like ice cream. Mm. I would like some fancy ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. What's next? There is March Hare Refreshments, which is over beside all the Alice in Wonderland stuff. Again, you can get your generic coffees, drinks, That thing is so ice small. And it always has the biggest queue. Yeah, and or it's it, closed. Yeah, and it literally only sells like drinks and ice creams. Yeah. It just baffles me how, like, why Disneyland Paris don't have more carts around. Blows my mind. Anyway, continue. There is the Old Mill, which is down the back of the park. It's behind, it's not behind, it's kind of beside where the Princess Pavilion is. Yes. Um, and this does, again, your generic ice creams, crisps, drinks, but... You can also get Mickey waffles here. Hey, maybe that's what makes it super special because there's also that really other cool thing about the old mill, which we learned. Yes. Thanks to Mark's book. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mark. Is that the old mill actually used to be an uh, an opening attraction in 1992. Yeah. That was basically just a bucket ride that you sat in the bucket and it twiddled you around like a mill. But it was so popular that they had to close it because when the Imagineers originally built it, they didn't build a queue line long enough to sustain the amount of people that want to go on the ride so their idea was to just close the ride because it was so, too popular imagine that's so funny that's so dlp as well oh like imagine being like this ride's too popular we have to close it so now it just sells refreshments apparently the buckets are still there i don't know if they are still still there or if we just have not noticed them ever because we never go down that way because everything's just too busy well maybe we'll check it out in the next trip because we definitely will i want to make you awful yeah and getting make you awful there is way better than victorious absolutely we also have pizzeria bella noche where you can get pasta pizza garlic bread and it's meant to be really good i really want to go here yeah after mr cheese pop he seemed pretty chill about it. I was like, great, let's go. A lot of people hate Disney pizza. I actually quite... I mean, even bad pizza is still pretty good pizza. As we always say. Pizza's pizza. So if Bella Noche is open... We're going. We're going. I want some garlic bread. And lastly... We have Toad Hall, which I've also never eaten in. No, but when you tried to buy a drink there, queued for 20 minutes, and oh still God. couldn't get anywhere near the front. Honestly, it was ridiculous. I have eaten in be- pizza, Pizzeria Bella Noche. I got pasta there on my very first trip in 2013. It was I open. Just remembered. Yeah. 2013, it was open, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What a feat. Beautiful. So, yeah, that's all your food options for Fantasyland. I think that pretty much wraps up Fantasyland, apart from when they were built. That's just a bit of Fantasyland background. I suppose she's probably done this at the start, but sure, we'll do it now. When Fantasyland was originally going to be opened in Disneyland Paris, they were very aware that they had to make Fantasyland appropriate for being in Paris because a lot of stories and a lot of fairy tale stories originated from Europe. Yeah. And so they couldn't Americanize them. Americanize them? Yeah. Yeah. As they had 
in the American parks and over in Japan. Yeah. They had to leave them with their heritage. So mm-hmm. when they were making a lot of the Fantasyland rides and everything, they tried to keep them as original to their actual stories as possible, which I suppose is why a lot of people think that it's very outdated. Yeah. Is because they've not rejuvenated them because they want to keep them close to what they started as. Which I think is fair. And it's, it, I suppose it's that kind of tweak that DLP has over the other parks because it does do things very differently. Yeah, it does. Now, in all fairness, lately it has been creeping into some of the things that the American parks do, but I think it's generally just taking the good bits of the American parks and trying to just enhance what DLP already has. Exactly, because, like, there's a lot of... There's a lot... There's a... How to phrase this? There's a certain section of Disneyland Paris Twitter that I see quite a lot because most of them reply to ED92 it's kind of the mecca of DLP Twitter but there's kind of this certain subsect of fans that get really frustrated when DLP things either go down for refurbishment and reopen or just things that are there in general that aren't carbon copies of the US parks yeah I guess you yeah or get annoyed because the US park does it a certain way and DLP does it a different way and every time I get really frustrated because I, as much as I love the American parks, I like DLP for being that bit different, that bit more, to use a, a very breathy term, twee. Like DLP is very much on its own planet. And I like that because it makes it that bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like it has all the good elements of your classic Disney parks, but it's just... It's just very DLP, and it's that's a phrase that we use all the time yeah, because, in good and bad circumstances. Yeah, because it just sort of fits the bill perfectly, and I think that's pretty much pretty much rounds off Fantasyland in a whole. Is that I think Fantasyland very much encompasses what DLP started as and yeah. what it will continue to be. Yeah, that see because it's got like it's got loads of restaurants, it's got loads of attractions, it's got loads of rides. It's a real all rounder, and. Yeah, I like that when you read the history of Fantasyland that the Imagineers were like, okay, we got to keep it to where it came from because the Europeans won't stand for it if we like just Americanize it and just whitewash the whole thing. And it's just like, everything's going to be happy-go-lucky, cheery, happy fun. Yeah. And when people... That also kind of thing that annoys me when people put DLP down. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's not Walt Disney World. And you're like... It's, it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Walt Disney World. It's Disneyland Paris. Yeah. It's supposed to be its own thing. And those, again, those little quirks that maybe the Pinocchio ride is a bit jittery in places or that the, I don't know, the carousel is very different in some aspects. Yeah. Or that Alice's Labyrinth is just a maze. But to a lot of people, that's the only maze in a Disney park. Yeah. And the only park to have two, like... To have two towers in it. Yeah. Two castles, because you've got Stephen Beauty's castle, and then you also have the Red Red Queen? White Queen? Queen of Hearts. Queen Hearts. I was like, who is she? <laughs> the Queen of Hearts castle as well, that yeah. you can walk up. And it's the only place that has that. So it makes it really special. Yeah. Another thing I suppose to kind of bear in mind, and it, I suppose it kind of circles back to what you were saying about Fantasyland and DLP being quite big. Like, when you look at the list of attractions that Fantasyland has versus... Adventureland that we've just do that only has a two. two. Yeah. Then we're, we're going to be doing Discoveryland, which has four attractions. Buzz, Star Tours, Hyperspace, Astros. 
Five if you include the Nautilus. Oh, sorry, six. Autopia. But, and it's something that I've noticed because in work, I work with a lot of people from various places around Europe. Europe isn't a real, like, there's a lot of people our age from Europe that don't have that pull towards Disney. That it, yeah. it just wasn't part of their culture. Whereas Disneyland and Disney World can, could very much focus on catering to all ages. Disneyland Paris very much focused on being kid-friendly mm-hmm. because there wasn't going to be as many adults going because why would they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of that thing of occasionally when Europe takes itself a little bit too seriously at times. <laughs> but uh, like the difference is for certainly people in Ireland and I know people in the UK as well, Disney was like bred into you when you were a child. So yeah. of course you'd still want to go when you're an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So I think that's why the... V- Fantasyland, all of it is applicable to all age groups, give or take. And it's such a vast area with so many rides that it was very much kind of catering to... Because a lot of what's in Fantasyland is opening day attractions. There's not a whole lot of add-ons that have happened. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So... I'm sure Dumbo's just recently been refurbished. It's so pretty. Anyway, I think that wraps up today's episode. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else to say. No, I don't think so. We've hit a good time mark. I think we should stop talking. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening, guys. As always, if you have any questions, comments, send us any feedback as well. We always love hearing from you guys on Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod. Yeah, and as we say every week, this podcast is not sponsored by anyone except our own love. So please share it with anyone you feel might love it or even our Instagram page if anybody you know likes following Disney accounts. We love to follow back. Yeah. Big followers. (laughs) Big followers of the crowd. So yeah, please just talk about us word of mouth is the best way to get people into disney by my opinion especially disney podcasts absolutely so on that note thanks very much for listening guys see you later bye good morning